Hi there. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is the outline, I think. I might change it to the sketch. I might change it to the draft, but pretty much the outline. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so good. You're so in love with us. In fact, you came that we may have life and have it to the full. And we thank you and praise you, Lord, that you're going to teach us how to live that full life today. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to read to you um, Romans 2. You know, God always brings me here when I'm asking him a question about my life and why things aren't going the way I want them to go. And he always brings me back to this place where he says that he has, doesn't have any partiality. What's true with one person is true with another. I want to just read to you what it says. God shows no partiality, undue favor, unfairness with him. One man is not different from the other. All who have sinned without the law will perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged and condemned by it. For it's not merely hearing the law that makes one righteous before God, but it's the doers of the law who will be held guiltless and acquitted and justified. And so really, you know, what the idea that I think that we get is that God is this dictator and we just got to do what he's telling us to do. And it's not like that. That really isn't the perspective that he wants us to have. The truth of the matter is, is just like it says in Ephesians 2.10, that God has a plan. He predestined, he predestined a plan. He has a good life prepared for us. And when we stay on that path that he has for us, then that comes to pass. I want to just actually read that to you. Um, actually, Ephesians is this way. Ephesians 2.10, it says that God has a good life for us. And as soon as I find it here, here we go. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do the good works which God predestined, planned before ahead of time for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. And God wants us to know that, that he has a good life prearranged for us. You know, and maybe that sounds like a prearranged wedding, but it's not. Because God knows he put you together, we're his workmanship, and he knows already what our desires are going to be. And they're going to be as his, they're going to be good desires. He knows what we're good at. He knows the choices that we're going to make ahead of time. He knew us before we knew us. And so he has this good plan for you. He's got this outline that really for everyone is generalized, you know, and um, that outline is love. His kingdom is about love. The, the outline, the generalized outline for everyone is the same. And really, it's guidelines as to how to live in his kingdom. Because when you live in his kingdom is when you can live that good plan that he has for you. When you step outside of the kingdom, you're really living in the enemy's realm. And God doesn't want that for you. He wants good for you. And so he predestined that good for you. He made it easy for you. And so that all you have to do is walk this path. And that is the, the um, specific part of your plan that God has for you. 
you know, there's the general plan and then the detailed plan that he has for each one of us. And so that is the plan that he wants you to walk in, that good plan that he has for you that leads to the good life. You know, it, it's the perfect thing you were created to do, using your gifts and talents, having all your needs met, having happiness, peace, joy, and contentment. That's all he wants to do for you. And, you know, he when you step outside of that, he calls that sin because it's evil. It's not what he wants for you. It, it doesn't line up with his kingdom ways. And so to live in his kingdom, we have to learn his way of doing and being right. And that's a general thing of it. And then when we do that, then God starts showing us that path, the good path to the good life that he has for us. And when you walk that path, you're really making the picture come into motion. You're, you're, you know, when you think of it, um, if you think of your life as maybe a sketch, um, your life drawn out on a piece of paper or in a movie or written in a book, that is actually what God showed me in Revelation. Um, I think it's 2.10 or 3.10. It says that there's the book of life and our name is in it or it can be blotted out. And what he was showing me with that is that our story is in the book of life. The movie of your life is in that book. And we're called to be overcomers. And it says if we don't overcome, our name will be blotted out of the book of life. Actually, I just want to read that to you. Um, he, who is conquer he who conquers, he who is victorious. He will be clad in white garments, will not be in his name. And I will not erase or blot out his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge him as mine. I will confess his name openly before my father and his angels. And actually right now that just reminded me of what he said to Cain in Genesis 4. He told Cain that if he did what was acceptable, if he did the right thing, actually what he meant is what's acceptable in the kingdom of God then everything would be well with him. And he was asking Cain why he was downcast, why he was bummed out pretty much. And um, so he said he, he didn't actually accept Cain's offering because it was outside of his kingdom principles, actually. And he said, why are you angry? And why do you look sad and depressed and dejected if you do well? Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door its desires for you, but you must master it. So he's saying that we need to master sin. We need to not give in to that because really it's a trick. It's a trick from the enemy to pull you out of the kingdom of God. He doesn't want you to live that good life that God has for you. So anyway, back to that picture, that movie of your life, as you are a conqueror is really what you're doing is you're mastering your life. You're following after the plan that God has for you. You're not going to step outside. You're not going to compromise. And you're not going to let sin rule you. You're not going to let it master you. And so that is what God wants you to know today, that we have a choice. Either we can live in his kingdom. We can live his best. You know, Jesus came that we may have life and we may have it to the full until it overflows. And that's a choice. And the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. And so when the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy in your life, 
then you have to you have to resist him. You have to master that. You have to not give into that. And so it's so cool. Your name is in the book of life. You got the story going on. You're following that path. It's really an exciting journey and a journey to live how to live in God to learn how to live in God's kingdom right here on the earth and be a witness for God, proving his will is good and perfect, proving that when you live that life he called you to live, when you get on that path that he created you to be on, then um, his good, his good shows, his goodness shows. And you're a conqueror and your name's going to be in the book. If you couldn't give up and you let that sin overtake you, your name's going to be blotted out of the book of life. That's what he showed me. And I think it's exciting and I think it's an exciting life and it's a journey to learn because we are in the world, yet we can live in the kingdom of God and it's a journey to learn that. And you know, Matthew 7, 7, Jesus said, keep on seeking, keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. So the generalized part of the plan that God has for you is to see you to seek after him. You know, and the first most important thing is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind. And when you do, you're going to seek after him. When you seek to do that, you're going to learn about him. You're going to care about what he cares about. You're going to learn his way of love, and you're going to be imitating his way of love. And then you're going to be able to do the second commandment, which is love love your neighbor as yourself. You're going to learn to prefer the other person as you learn how God prefers you. And you're just going to imitate him, and you're going to prefer the other person. And that's really the biggest part of living in the kingdom of God because his kingdom is about love. And then he teaches you all the in-betweens, all the details of your life are not gonna be the same as someone else's, but he has that plan and you have to seek him in that plan. He knows the things along that path that are gonna get you stuck. He, he knows that the enemy has ploys against you and that he's gonna to try to stop you, but he's gonna give you all the answers and all the details and, you know, we read in Revelation, I'm pretty sure it said our name is in there. Um, I'm going to read to you and to me what that said again. It says, thus, he, sh- he who conquers and is victorious shall be clad in white garments, and I will not erase or blot out his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge him. I like that part where he says I'll acknowledge him because he, in Genesis, he said the same thing. He didn't respect Cain's offering because Cain didn't give according to the kingdom principles. He didn't give God his best. And we are to give God his, our best. We are to seek after him and know that he's going to give us his best. He already did. And um, when we live in his kingdom, when we do things his way, we're honoring him. And he's going to honor us back. We're going to be accepted. We're going to be overcomers because we really can't overcome without him anyway. We can't do it. Jesus said we can't do anything without him. And, you know, along that um, journey to live that good life, we have to allow him to get the dead branches out of our life. That's what he wants to do so that we can live the life with fruit. He wants us to have fruit in our life. He doesn't want us to have deadness in our life. He doesn't want us to be stuck. But we do what's acceptable in the kingdom of God. And then we're on that journey, going down that path that leads to the good life. 
And that's all God is saying. He's not partial. He doesn't love one more than the other. It's a matter of us choosing to get in the book, to, to um, make that story, that plan that he has come alive, to make the story happen and so that it can be seen. It can be seen in your life. You can see it, and then others start to see God's plan for you unfold your story. And then um, maybe someday someone will read your story in that book of life, kind of like what we read. We read stories. I mean, this, this is like a book of life. We read stories in here of people that were conquerors. We do. So anyway, I think it's pretty neat. It's a pretty cool revelation. And God just really put it in my heart today to let you know that he is not a dictator. But he made that plan for you according to your likes, according to your dislikes, because he knew you before. He, he created you, and he knows everything about you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows every single thing about you, what you love, what you don't love. He cares about what you care about, and that's why he's calling you to care about what he cares about. And the other thing that I know that I am to say is not only is he not a respecter of persons, but the people that choose him and walk in that plan he has for them is really the witness that we are called to be. And we're truly a witness when we walk in that path. And Jesus said that in John 15. He said that when you, when you let him clean you up, when you abide in him and he abides in you, when we're in agreement, when we're doing what's acceptable, then we can ask what we will, and it'll be done for us, and it will glorify the Father that we're getting what we're asking for. And then he said that we'd be showing to be true disciples of his. So, you know, that also means that there's disciples that aren't true disciples. You know, there's people that are thinking they're right with God and they're not. And, you know, really, we just don't get it if we don't keep on seeking and we don't keep on knocking for revelation knowledge. We just don't get it unless we are seeking and knocking and enhancing our relationship with him, seeking to know him more and more. And the way you know him more and more, Jesus said that if you love me, you'll obey me. So obeying him, and then he would show himself to us. And so that's really the secret. And then, of course, he isn't a secret. He reveals his mysteries to those who are seeking after him and wanting to know him. He said a lamp isn't meant to be put under a table and the mysteries are meant to be revealed. So God, he's so in love with you. And if you never made him the Lord of your life, he is just knocking at the door of your heart. We read that in Revelation. He said he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you let him come in, he's going to hang out with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to come and live on the inside of you. Jesus gave up, gave up his life so God's spirit could come and live on the inside of you. God knew that we couldn't do it without him, so he wants to come and live on the inside of us and be our strength, our counselor, our standby, our advocate, anything that we need. He wants to be that for us. He wants to set us on that path he has for us, recreate us in his likeness so he can set us free from whatever we're in bondage to. You can do that at any age of your life. He just wants to set you free, bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. 
He took stripes for your healing. He is so in love with you. And he's just reaching out to you today through me. He's calling out to you. And he's just saying, Would, won't you ask me to come and be a part of your life? And I want you to be a part of my life. So if you want to say that prayer with me, I love it so much, if you would. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to be a part of our life, that you want to come and live on the inside of us. And we want to be a part of your life, Lord. We want to be a part of your kingdom, proving that your will is good and perfect. And we just thank you and praise you so much that you are just all about us and help us to be all about you and to prove to the people around us who don't know you that you are the true and living God and you have the good plan you have a good plan for us and you came to set us free not to condemn us and we just want to receive that from you right now we praise you we love you we give you all the glory in Jesus name amen God is just so in love with you you know every time i have every day i have a message and it's always for his people to know and, you know, no matter if he's using what I'm going through or something that I already know or whatever it is, he, I know that he's reaching out to you and to me and he's setting all of us free. He's preparing us for his return because he is coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. So he's trying to get us cleaned up. He's looking for faith on the earth. So he's teaching us his way of doing and being right, not only through me, through many others, and he wants to, you to be a part of his quest to get his word out there. He is so good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer today, you want to start looking at his word and getting to know him. John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was God. He is his word. And so as you get to know the word, you're going to get to know him. And as you get to know him, you're going to fall in love with him. And then you're going to start being like him. And then you're going to start being that witness he called you to be. God is so good. He's so in love with you. If I inspired you today or if you said that prayer today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today.